Podcast. I am one of the few people who think the Patriots are actually going to be really good this year. Let's go! Oh, God. It's me. It's Kevin Wilder. Shocker! Surprise! All right, welcome to an emergency beef cast special of the R. Bill Simmons podcast. I am your host, Tribe. For the evening, we got incredible beef. Pat McAfee, after months of Bill Simmons chirping at him, and especially from a few weeks ago when Bill Simmons broed the fuck out on his podcast and made in fun of McAfee, Pat has fired back on today's show, in my opinion, landed an absolutely massive blow. And so before we get into it, I'm just going to play you the audio from Pat. If you didn't hear it yet, if you did hear it, listen to get it, enjoy. But here's the audio from Pat McAfee from today's Pat McAfee show. We're going to break it down after. Parlays on Fanduel had like sixty thousand people riding alongside mm-hmm. of him. Pretty good. I think Bill Simmons, who has it all figured out, yep, I think yeah. he had like eight thousand yep, people yeah, riding alongside group, of yep. him. Like eighty three hundred, I think. Did that's a hit. huge number. Yeah. yeah, did not hit. That's no. really big. Really good, Bill. You still have it. <laughs> I think we had two hundred fifty thousand yep. people or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep well, running your mouth, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> keep running your mouth. Uh, anyways, Chiefs. So there you go. That was the audio from today's Pat McAfee show. So where does this beef start from? I'm going to start right there. Like I said, Bill has been putting on his Billy McAfee character for months now. I went back and looked at my Twitter feed, RBS pod, and there was a Billy McAfee picture that someone in the subreddit had created, I think, from AI. Really funny. You guys have probably seen it. That was from early October. So Bill's been making fun of McAfee from at least early October. And I had always interpreted that as sort of like a, it's kind of like how part of my take makes in fun of Bill, where it's a little bit of a a joke here and there. It's nothing too serious. Bill never responds to the part of my take, guys. Pat had never responded to Bill. And Bill, I think, is kind of making fun of what he believes is the idea that Pat is sort of a jock show, doesn't say much, has a vibe that is very different than Bill's vibe, right? So think about Pat McAfee fitting in at the ringer, for example. He could never. Now, Pat McAfee didn't fit in at Barstool, apparently, because he's not there, but the the Pat McAfee vibe, that's not ringer bill simmons that's barely grantland bill simmons i do think it is more page two bill simmons and we can get into that later but bill bill and pat just aren't vibing right but this really took a turn a couple weeks back when there was that whole jimmy kimmel aaron Rodgers. he said he said you know was rogers intimating 
that Kimmel was on the list. Was he not? Rogers claimed he wasn't. Kimmel thought he was. Even if he was, Rogers didn't issue a correction until he went back on Pat's show. So you've got a few layers here where already Bill Simmons is looking at Pat McAfee as competition. And now Pat in Bill Simmons's mind and cousin Sal's mind is enabling Aaron Rodgers to have a prominent feature on Pat McAfee's show in order to diss Jimmy Kimmel, right? So that's Bill's perspective. And in response to that, Bill really took it over the top, making in fun of Pat McAfee saying, yeah, bro, I mean, yeah, Mark, M- Mike McCarthy, bro, he might be out of a job, bro. Oh, shit, bro. And then there's audio of that. Awful announcing has that. But basically, Bill Simmons, again, more aggressively this time, implying that Pat's show is bad. He doesn't say anything of substance, doesn't really know what he's talking about, and just bros out with other bros, and his show stinks. Now, maybe I'm reading a little bit into that, but I'm going to say, so I told you Bill Simmons is a perspective. Now that's Pat McAfee's perspective. Pat McAfee is hearing Bill Simmons say all this, and he's like, what the fuck did I do to Bill Simmons? I've never said anything about Bill Simmons in my life and on the show, and he's been taking shots at me for months and now really fucking aggressively went after me a couple weeks back. So that's where we had stood until today. And then Pat lands the nuclear blast on Bill Simmons. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down exactly the comments because, and I want to touch on this right now briefly, I think Pat McAfee is so skilled in when he takes his shots. They're perfectly timed. They are just, you know, for, for the best effect they can have. And this starts with Norby briefly. Why did he call out Norby live on air is because I think he caught him in a lie. He knew that Norby had been leaking info about his show because he doesn't like the show. He had been leaking info for months. Pat caught him. He pinpointed, I'm going to say this on the third hour of my show. It's not on ESPN, but it's going to get pick up. It's right before the college football championship. I'm going, I'm traveling with them. I'm going to be on the set. I'm the big guy on college game day now. So there's no way ESPN can do anything. And I caught Norby in the lie. So that was a very tactical. People didn't think it was. People said he's running his mouth. No, this was a very tactical maneuver by Pat McAfee. And I think he did the same thing here. Because when you think about a Bill Simmons versus Pat McAfee feud, where does Pat have the upper hand on Bill Simmons? Pat McAfee's on ESPN doing TV. Bill Simmons is not. Pat McAfee has a much bigger audience than Bill Simmons. Pat McAfee is known for having great football guests on. And he has Nick Saban. He has Rodgers. He has Schefter. He has coaches. This guy, whether you like Pat or not, and this is and this entire podcast is not advocating for or against listening to Pat's content or even Bill's content. I know that's it's the title of the podcast. It's not advocating for either piece of content. It's simply analyzing the feud as I see it. So Pat has these advantages over Bill. When does he want to use that in order to land a strike on Bill? And 
That's why I wanted to break down. So he leads off with Bill Simmons, who has it all figured out. Now, even the Bill Simmons subreddit, who is obviously going to be pro-Simmons and negative pat on this, and they were, there's a huge discussion thread going on about it right now. Even the Simmons subreddit admits that Bill has that attitude. And if you've listened to this show, I'm on now, I'm in the 60s in terms of episodes. That's one of the key themes and it's not only me, but there's been tens of people that have come on this show and they've said Bill's arrogant attitude in 2023 and 2024 turns me off. Hey, I was a big fan. I loved him in page two and Grantland whenever I started listening. We just had a guy on who started listening in 2017. And in his mind, Bill was a father figure to him when he lost his dad in the late, two, late 2010s. He enjoyed having Bill Simmons, his personality, his friends, his ringer buddies in his ear talking to him. So Bill Simmons has, has meant a lot to people, I would say, including myself, being someone who grew up as Bill went up the ranks at ESPN, was a big part of my sports experience. I'm a Boston fan too. But the attitude shift is insane. It's not right. I think it's disrespectful to the audience. He acts like an arrogant asshole. 90% of the time. Those are just the facts. It's not just me saying it. It's Twitter. You can go R Bill Simmons podcast or no, the Twitter is at R Bill Simmons pod. Again, not just me. Most people think this and whether asshole strong, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say asshole because I don't want Bill coming after me, but at least that's my impression of it. Um, just someone who's too arrogant and acts like he has it all figured out. That is Bill Simmons. In 2024. I mean, this is the same guy who every single podcast says, I knew that fourth down play was working or not working. I mean, this this is not parody. This is not exaggerating. This is what the guy thinks and says on the mic. This is the guy that hated Kevin Stefanski, said he was a terrible coach. He's coach of the year. And and this is this is remnants from the youngins out there don't remember how Bill Simmons made his name for hating on GMs, hating on coaches. I've tweeted out Doc Rivers. He fucking shredded Doc Rivers back in the day when he was coaching the Celtics. Bill Simmons' atrocious GM summit. I mean, Bill Simmons, he fucking tore apart Isaiah Thomas as the GM of the New York Knicks. So Bill Simmons has been fucking vicious. Bill Simmons pitched the idea for the decision to ESPN and LeBron's people. And then when LeBron's people cut him out of that, Bill Simmons turned back around, grabbed the knife, stuck it in LeBron's back, and said he did the decision because he doesn't have a father figure in his life. When this was Bill Simmons' idea, LeBron is too narcissistic. Again, this is Bill Simmons' idea from a mailbag. And Bill knifes him in the fucking back. And that's why he still hates LeBron to this day. So Bill Simmons is a vicious motherfucker. And that was in 2010. Now we get to 2024. So he acts like he's got it all figured out. And Pat just says, Bill Simmons, who has it all figured out. Immediately you go, yep, exactly. Bill, Bill Simmons has that attitude that I hate. All right, the next one. Pat goes, he had, he had 8,000 people 
riding alongside of him in the parlay. That's a, that's a huge number. It did not hit. That's really big, Bill. That's really good, Bill. You still have it. So, of course, he's setting up for what he's about to say. He's He has 250000 not the 8000 But I did want to hit on this for a second because he goes, did not hit. A lot of people are saying that was the intention of Pat to say Bill's a bad gambler. I don't think it was. I think the comparing the eight to two fifty thousand was the true intention. But getting a little nudge in there that Pat's hit and Bill's didn't was good. Now, of course, this is also great timing because first of all, the Super Bowl is going to be bet a ton. So this would be the reason for a huge numbers in parlays. And then second, everybody's going to be paying attention to these parlays this weekend because what do you bet Super Bowl weekend? Parlays, profits, all that stuff. So Pat just nudges that in there. Yep, I was I was better at betting than you this weekend. But here, here is is really the the nuclear blast. This is what I think just really, really sets is going to set Bill off when he heard it. I mean, he hasn't I'm recording this at 5 p.m. Eastern time. He has not responded yet, but he he was on Twitter. So He's licking his wounds, and he's got to figure out how he responds. But he goes, Pat McAfee goes, I think we had something like 250000 So this blast, um, you know, sends Bill Simmons into the other universe because Bill Simmons isn't the most popular sports podcaster anymore. It's Pat McAfee. It's part of my take. It's the New Heights guys. Bill's not number one. Bill used to be number one. Bill is the GOAT. Bill is the GOAT. In my mind, he will always be the GOAT. He will be Michael Jordan. Bill Simmons will be in the audio game. Bill Simmons is the GOAT columnist. There, there's literally no one that's ever going to be as good of a columnist with as much influence on the sports media world as Bill Simmons. No one's ever going to be past him. So if you're Bill Simmons, you're on – you're not only – in the Pantheon and on the Mount Rushmore of sports columnists, you are the GOAT. You are the MJ. You are Michael Jordan of the sports columnists. Incredible. I mean, the influence, people reading this guy, he also wrote a fucking hell of a basketball book and his, his baseball book collection of old columns about the Red Sox was fantastic. I mean, this guy was a legend. He is a legend. He's a Bill Simmons is a living legend. So he's got the columnist piece. He is literally the GOAT columnist. And I think right now he is the GOAT sports podcaster. I truly do. I'm not just saying that to build him up and tear him down in a second. Um, he basically invented the medium, right? He started this in mid-2007. Immediate, like he was immediately good. I think people, even Bill himself was, is like, oh, I wasn't immediately good. No, Bill Simmons was immediately good and entertaining. It was fantastic. I think he had David Stern on in, you know, his, in his first couple shows. The podcasts with Corolla back in the day were fucking hilarious. I mean, he basically invented rewatchables with Corolla talking about the Fast and Furious movies. I mean, for, for all we know, Corolla and Simmons literally led to a Fast and Furious renaissance when all the fans of the BS report in like the early 2010s were like, shit, man, these movies are very fun if you don't take them seriously. And I, I remember one, I, I will digress briefly, but... There's one podcast, it's either Fast 4 or Fast 5, when Bill and Adam Crowell are talking, and they're like, yeah, we called up Jimmy, as in Jimmy Kimmel, to come, and he didn't want to come. He's like, oh, you low lowlifes, you're watching Fast 
And Bill and Adam are like, no, we fucking love this. And I think they had a comment. Maybe Jimmy was like, yeah, like you're the, you're going to be the smartest people in that theater. It's like, we don't care. We love it. So Bill was, was a legend. But as we see, sometimes legends, and now I'm referring to him as, as a legend, legend in audio because obviously he doesn't write anymore. But sometimes legends have a tough time going out when they've – and they've lost their fastball. They can't hit the plate as much. Their whip's going up. They're walking more people. When they do throw it over the plate, home runs, massive. I had a comment the other day, and maybe I was being too unfair. I don't know. I was thinking back to Bill's column with Larry David in the pitching seasons. I said, Bill Simmons, his most recent season, he's 2-14. and 14. He's got a 782 ERA. He's got a 210 whip. And that's a fucking terrible season. So, again, maybe I'm being biased here because Bill Simmons used to be my guy. But he's fallen off. And and I'm sitting here saying that he, Bill Simmons, had Pedro Martinez in the, in the late 90s seasons. He had Greg Maddox seasons. He had Randy Johnson seasons. He had Walter Johnson seasons. I mean, this guy was the best. He was the best of the best. And he's fallen off. And I've chronicled it on this podcast a lot that he's fallen off. So I don't need to go completely into everything. But I think – I don't think he puts in any effort to the BS pod anymore. I think he only talks about NBA and he, he and people are annoyed by that. I mean let's look at this most recent week. He didn't go to Super Bowl Vegas. This guy you know, basically says he invented going to Vegas with his buddies. And to get – you know, I'm, I'm – now I'm making fun of Bill because he never said he did that. But Bill's columns about going to Vegas were were extremely fun. They were part of what put him over the top into this incredible writer that everybody loved. So from my perspective, yes, I know the guy is in his 50s. He's got children that are growing up. He's I'm sure he's got other responsibilities. Apparently he's not doing something with Spotify Inside of podcast innovation, who the hell knows? But I get that. And he had just done the rewatchables tour. But it, you know, you scheduled the rewatchables tour after the Super Bowl in Vegas. Like everybody in sports media was in Vegas doing Super Bowl content. And what did Bill Simmons do as one of the biggest sports podcasts in the world? He did his typical guest alliance pod with cousin Sal doing the props. The first 20 minutes of that was him just saying what he won and lost on the last 20 years of Super Bowl, so it wasn't interesting. And then he did three NBA podcasts, including two trade deadline podcasts, and then a power poll solo pod. This is during Super Bowl week. So if you wanted to say the guy was washed and in keep cashing them checks mode, Bill Simms expiring contract, there you go. And... You know, to people out there that might say, oh, you're being too harsh on this guy. Fuck that. Fuck that. Bill Simmons invented the Theo Ratliff expiring contract. Bill Simmons popularized Ewing theory. Like I said before, Bill Simmons aggressively went after Isaiah Thomas. Read Bill Simmons' Doc Rivers' columns. And yes, I know this is a different day and age and whatnot, but Bill Simmons shredded anybody and everybody in, in his way to get to the top. I even listened to him... On, on maybe it was like the How I Built This podcast, Bill was saying how he he actually would have done things differently 
were he to go into the Boston media scene again in his career again. Very rare self-reflection from Bill, but he admitted that. So he 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 admits that he's he was a bull in a china shop, but it worked for 15 years. It fucking worked to an amazing degree. So I build all of that up to say that Bill doesn't like people on his turf. And a perfect example of this is Bill constantly downplaying Travis Kelsey because he wants Gronk to be the best tight end ever. It's why he didn't like Aaron Rodgers in the first place because for a while there, it was thought that he could challenge Tom Brady for the GOAT. It's why Bill on the podcast today, and he was like, yeah, my dad was rooting against the Chiefs because he doesn't want Mahomes to get as many titles as Brady, and Bill is going to pick up on that completely. I mean, I think Bill probably thinks that too. I don't know if he's necessarily saying that in public yet, but he already had that tweet that, yeah, Mahomes is starting to get in Brady's corner. So he doesn't like that. He's an incredibly competitive guy. Some newbies out there that are listening to the BS pod are like, oh, Bill's not that competitive. No, Bill's fucking competitive. And if you – so he's competitive. We we can just establish that. I don't need to go into why. I mean I can give an example of, for example, he got pissy when he had already left ESPN, but they had won won a uh, Emmy for 30 for 30, and he called that out. He's the same guy who calls out Jonah Carey for doing a trade value column and – Apparently every apparently every trade value column in the world now you've got to you gotta credit Bill Simmons because he was the original idea. Even though Bill Simmons himself said he copied David Letterman's top ten list. No, sorry. He copied David Letterman's mailbag. So it's okay for Bill Simmons to borrow from his heroes and do a mailbag, but he can't he he can't let somebody else do a trade value column, which I mean, a, tra- a trade value column, man. Are we serious here? Like, this is not... Now, he doesn't even write it anymore, but, are, you know, we, we don't have to... Come on. It's kind of ridiculous. Whatever. So, Bill Simmons is competitive, and I, and I also think a very important piece of information here. He's very keenly aware of the sports media landscape, and this is something I always liked about him. Um, I always liked when he criticized announcers, for sure, because it was... Like, we weren't getting that other places, but he's always been very in tune with this kind of stuff, and it was... You know, hearing, and this is more later stage Simmons, but even hearing the, oh, I'm hearing this in the rich guy circles, that's interesting to me. The sports media business piece of it, that's that stuff is very interesting. A lot of people find that interesting. They have before they do now. So I like that from Bill. I, I, I enjoy that. And so in his interviews with Jimmy Traina and Lucas Shaw in the fall of last year, he he admitted he was following this this news a lot. So both because Bill's competitive and because Bill's following sports media news very closely, he is aware of Pat McAfee. He is completely aware of Pat McAfee. He knows that Pat McAfee's crushing the game. He knows Pat McAfee's making a boatload of money. He knows Pat McAfee, man, they're giving it, they're putting them on TV. And that's that's a big reason why he's making fun of them. Because Bill Simmons, and, and this is my opinion, but he can't. He, Bill Simmons is having a tough time handling himself being eclipsed in sports media influence. You know, it was first part of my take. Then it was New Heights with the Kelseys. Now it's Pat McAfee. It's going to continue being more and more people. And that's where we are right now. So why the nuclear blast from McAfee was that common is because he's proving 
250 fucking thousand people rode with us in our parlay. Yeah, it happened to win. Great. But that's not the main point. 250,000 people rode with us. And only 8,000 did for Bill Simmons. And that is what, when Bill Simmons hears that, the truth comes out in his internal brain, body. He hears it and goes, man, I have been passed. I know I have. That makes me mad, but I've been passed. And so now the question obviously is going to be, is Bill going to hook himself up to the rejuvenation machine? He's an expiring contract. What did Bill Simmons used to say back in the day? Hey, they're on an expiring. They're going to have a career year. I just was listening. I tweeted out the other day. Uh, Bill and Ryan Rosillo had an ama- had a fun conversation for about 20, 25 minutes about sports media. They were originally talking NBA. I tweeted this out so you can find it if you search Rosillo. And um, Bill, I think earlier on that podcast in like 2015, he was like, yeah, Paul, Paul Pierce is on a con- – like they were talking about the Celtics. And he said, yeah, Paul Pierce is on a contract. He's going to play well. So we're So basically the way that Bill Simmons is analyzing – NBA players, I'm sitting here analyzing Bill Simmons that way. And because he is sports media, I think that's completely fair. Now, if Bill doesn't think that's fair and he has a problem with it, he can reach out to me and we can talk. <laughs> or I always say, I'm, I'm saying, Bill Simmons, if you give me right now, if Bill Simmons right now gives me a sports media podcast uh, at The Ringer, I will do that. But I think we all know that's probably not going to happen. But anyway, <laughs> I just I just say that. So... Final point of McAfee, and I liked this one too. Keep running your mouth, Bill. Keep running your mouth. And so this circles back around to both number one point, which is who has it all figured out, which basically means, yeah, like Bill's keep, Bill keeps yapping about having it all figured out, does he really? And then introduces a new point, which is try me. Try me, Bill. Fucking try me and see what happens. I'm talking from Pat's perspective. You know what? I'm on ESPN and you're not, motherfucker. You know what? I did what you always wanted to do but never had the fucking courage to do. You know what I did? I called out your nemesis, Norby Williamson, on the air to his fucking face. And unlike you, I didn't get suspended. I went right to college game day, and I was back on the air. You bitched about Norby behind the scenes to James Andrew Miller for his ESPN book. You were the chosen one at ESPN. Norby has stymied tens if not hundreds of ESPN employees over decades. But yet, Bill motherfucking Simmons, you couldn't ascend to the throne and knock Norby off. But you know what? I did. So go fuck yourself, asshole. I mean, that's basically what was said, from my opinion. Again, I'm just just an observer. This is all my opinion. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm not speaking for Pat 
or for Bill. But that's that's what I heard from Pat McAfee. And he did take up the, the feud a notch, right? Because, well, he took the feud up from nothing because it was one-sided. But it, it it took the feud up from the perspective of Bill was more playful. And Pat was, you know, modestly playful from the perspective of everybody who was laughing on the set. But he, he turned up the intensity. It was less playful than uh, than Bill was, I think, on his bro comments from a few weeks back for sure. But I think Bill deserved it. I mean, look, again, I'm, I, you know, maybe I'm biased because I'm sitting here saying this is podcast is being critical of Bill. But I mean, do I like do I listen to the Pat McAfee show? Not really. All that I do with Pat is if there's in- interesting interviews with Saban, Rogers, Schefter, any of those guys, Kirby, Kirby had interesting stuff, of course, when college football was going on. If there's interesting interviews, I'll, I'll pop in. He had McAfee had a bunch of players on last week before the Super Bowl, so I'll, I'll pop into those. But am I am I the one? Am I listening to McAfee for content? No, but that doesn't mean I can't respect what he's doing. Just like I don't listen to first take. Unlike Bill, I don't pretend to listen to first take. I legitimately don't watch first take. Now it's while I'm working, so you know I think Bill can wake up and his job's to watch sports, I guess, and so he turns on first take, but pretend he pretends like he doesn't. I don't watch first take, but I but I can respect what Stephen A. does. He's built a franchise. It's incredible. He gets millions of viewers, and he's getting paid probably over $10 million a year for it. Now, I don't like him on Countdown, but I think first take. Stephen A. Smith's, you know, built built an incredible career for himself. So I don't I don't have I don't hate on the art form because I it, it's art ultimately. And I think what 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 Pat's doing art could be an it could be an aggressive way to describe it, but I I but I think Pat and Dave Portnoy to an extent too. I think Pat, the, the combination of like Pat, Dave Portnoy, and the part of my take guys, they're really the evolutionary page two Bill Simmons. And what I mean by that is page two Bill Simmons was no holds barred. He said what he thought. He crushed guys when he thought they needed to be crushed. And he didn't really have connections with um, players and coaches and GMs. So... Portnoy certainly doesn't. He can crush anybody he wants to. Part of my take guys, not as much, but they still give people. I think the part of my take guys, what they figured out that, that Bill never figured out is they figured out a way to make in front of guys, but have it be kind of fun with them. So they make in front of guys. They laugh at them. They laugh at. I'm talking from the guy from like a coach perspective. They come on. They can laugh themselves a little bit. But you know what? Somebody you can laugh at themselves is, you know, you can appreciate them more. Whereas the part of my take guys too, you know, they're self-deprecating. So I'm not sitting here saying everybody needs to be hundred percent self-deprecating. And I actually think being hundred percent self-deprecating is not a good look. That's, it's not an attractive look, both from the opposite sex trying to be in a relationship or the same sex being a friend or vice versa, depending on your preferences. Right. Um, I, that's, it's not attractive to be completely self-deprecating and to be too negative. And while while I'm saying this, I remember, man, I forget who it was. It might oh, I don't think it was Leno, but I, I remember somebody, maybe it was Norm. This might have been Norm McDonald. I don't know. But somebody was saying how Conan, after Conan got fired from The Tonight Show, this comedian, again, I think it's Norm. I don't know for sure. But this comedian was saying, like, Conan's really funny, 
and a little bit of self-deprecation works, but Conan went overboard with the self-deprecation and like made you feel bad for him. Like he was, he was doing really poorly and he never recovered from that. Could have been Seinfeld too. It's probably either Norm or Seinfeld or the two guys that I'm thinking of here. And I think that, that, that happens in life too, but a little bit of like pinpoint self-deprecation can go such a long way into ingratiating yourselves with the guests in the audience. And this is something that Bill Simmons has refused to do his entire life. He never has self-deprecation. He never wants to take an L. And people are tired of him for it now. And that's what McAfee's tired of it for him. He's like, dude, like it'd be one thing if you're calling me out consistently and you, you're a little bit self-deprecating, but you actually think you have 100% of things figured out. You actually do. Bill actually does that. The subreddit agrees. People follow me on Twitter agree. That's the thing. He truly acts like that. So now when Pat says, keep running your mouth, Bill, I mean, that, that's another blast. I mean, he fired off so many blasts. That's another blast because now Bill Simmons, he can go two directions here. He can keep running his mouth and then Pat can fire back at him again or he, he turtles. And if you remember, he Bill Simmons turtled after he was called a racist by the New York Times and wasn't on Twitter for two years. Now, he, he, he was on Twitter, but all he was doing was tweeting links to podcasts and Ringer articles. He was not um, – he was not tweeting his thoughts on things. He didn't do it for two years. It's not open mic night. There's a lack of diversity at the Ringer. A truly sad day in America. All that stuff coalesced in the mid-2020s. And Bill basically quit Twitter um, for two years. Final point. That's two points, really. And then I'll finish this guy up. Number one, why are there a bunch of media feuds today? Number two, why is Bill Simmons getting into these feuds? Okay. Why is Bill Simmons getting into these feuds? I touched on half of it. And what I said before, but I want to touch on another half because he obviously got in the feud with JJ Reddick. And this was, you know, Pat, Pat blasted right at him. JJ Reddick barely even said anything. And I think Bill even read it, but, but Bill had a very aggressive reaction to what JJ said, which was, you know, the ringer wasn't focused on video. And when they finally allowed me to record video, it was amazing. And it, it made me think, I got to go out in my next venture, do more video. And I think this, you know, I, I talked about this for 30 minutes on my Jada Reddick reaction pod, so I'm not going to hash it for more than 30 seconds here, but Bill took offense to that because that was, a, that was a reflection on him being a poor talent developer and a poor executor of a vision, of a strategic vision of the ringer getting into video, of missing a paradigm shift. So it was a, it's a poor reflection on him. Now, people would have forgotten about it, but Bill didn't. And he went after him. Okay, so that happened with JJ. Number two point, wh why are there more media feuds in general these days? Like, right, we're seeing McAfee with Norby. We're seeing Stephen A. Smith go after Jason Whitlock. It's because of the time that we're in where these are getting attention. First take, what's what's the point of first take to get loud, to make news, to get opinions? Bill Simmons, you know, what? when does Bill Simmons get aggregated? When he says some inane bullshit. 
And people are like, I can't believe what Bill Simmons said. So in 2024, to stand out in media, yeah, let, let's rack up a feud. You know, let's fucking feud because if I feud, then let's take the Stephen A versus Whitlock. You know, Stephen A, his podcast, man, that podcast is going to get tons of views because people are going to want to hear what Stephen A says about what was it, quote, the fat bastard Whitlock. But then I think even Whitlock said he's like, he's like Whitlock, or I don't even know that he even say his name the one time, but he said, like, I know this is exactly what he wants. And it wasn't, it was exactly what Whitlock wanted because it, it, it directs traffic into Whitlock. So in the world of 2024, when everybody is a direct-to-consumer personality, right? Like Bill Simmons used to have the infrastructure of ESPN. Oh, my columns are on the front page of ESPN. If I do good work, it's going to get seen. Same with the podcast. Not as much these days. We're in a direct-to-consumer environment. And frankly, somebody like ESPN, if they're trying to build out ESPN Plus and trying to stop hemorrhaging operating income and viewers on ESPN linear channel where people are, where people are cutting the cord every day and they're losing revenue when that happens, they got to get somebody like McAfee to come and stand out. So I said this earlier in the year, I, I tweeted this, you can go back and find this tweet. I said that we're going to have more media feuds in 2024 because this is just how media is fragmented today. You want a feud. You want to be in a feud. You want to be starting a feud. You want people paying attention to you for what you're going to say in response to a feud. Like this is what people are jamming on these days to get viewership, to get clicks. Sports media has turned into political media, right? What is political media? It's two sides, you know, yelling. And again, I'm not taking a side in anything, but clearly like this works. This is one of the few remaining things that's on the cable TV bundle is Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. These are things watched by a lot of people every night. And why is it watched? Because people like rooting for a team. People have their view. They don't want to change it. They're paying attention. It's headlines are out there. Headlines go crazy, right? If some attack happens, one side is going to write up a headline for, for, for what happened. The other side's going to write up a headline and it's like, man, is even the same event happening here? You know, what even happened? It's hard to get the middle. And why is it hard to get the middle? It's because the middle doesn't sell. Feud sell. So this is potentially why Bill Simmons says inane stuff on his podcast and why Pat McAfee, Pat, you know, so let, let's finish up with some more Pat McAfee to finish it off. Pat McAfee's sitting in the catbird seat. He's got the ESPN show. He can say anything he wants to in ESPN. He already climbed the mountain. He already summited Mount Everest because he went after his boss and lived to tell the tale. So he he can say anything he wants to. And again, it, it but it wasn't it wasn't like he said anything he wanted to at any time, at any moment. It was a pinpoint nuclear blast. And you know, if you want to look at the pinpoint, it was a blast and it was a pinpoint blast. It was, you combine those two and it was just monumental. So look, at the end of the day, Pat McAfee is market correcting Bill Simmons for a wide swath of sports fans. Bill does not like this. He's taken prolonged shots at McAfee. McAfee finally 
identified the perfect time to, to blast back Bill. And that's where we're where we are now. I can't wait for it. I can't wait to see what else happened. Speaking of feuds, JJ Reddick, of course, had that funny video where he said, media members keep taking shots at me for his New Year's resolutions. I'm talking to you, Bill, and laughed. People are laughing. People are laughing at Bill fucking Simmons in 2024. Who'd have thunk? But you know what, Bill? If you're listening right here or your minions are listening and they're going to report back to you, think back to how much fucking fun of Mike Francesa you made in a decade. Think about how you shredded the WWE. No, not W-E-E-I, guys. Anybody who knows this, if you read Bill Simmons in the late 90s at Digital City Boston, he shredded the W-E-E-I radio guys. The Boston Globe guys said they weren't even fucking doing their jobs. They were terrible. They were out taking smoke breaks instead of doing work. These guys sucked. I could do my job better than them. And I'm 24 fucking years old, barely out of grad school. So you know what, Bill? You, you did it early in your career. And now it's coming back around. And you know what? You are more washed. I'm getting excited. <laughs> you are more washed in 2024 than anyone you ever covered in your life. <laughs> oh, man. It's true, though. It's true. He is. He is. So, all right. I, I'm going to end it there. I'm psyching myself up for this. It's fun. We'll see if there's more feuds to come about. It's an interesting time in sports media. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Um, I think we're going to have more content coming your way. I think um, there's there's a couple of uh, potential episodes in the hopper here for the RBS pod. But in the meantime, uh, enjoy your night. Enjoy your week. And hopefully the sports media beat keeps on delivering some amazing content for us. Cheers.